You're listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. You guys, this is great. It is, like I say, it is kind of like, this is going to be more a talk, okay? And I was telling John, because I've known about this for like a month, and, and this is not something I naturally like to do, but I know that I should do sometimes. And I know God has a lot of great stuff that he wants to speak to people about. But I'm not kidding. It's like every day, every day I could, it, it's a different message. You know, it's like, I'm really interested with you to see what comes out. You know, let's see what comes out because I know God wants to teach some good stuff to you. And of course, it's going to be on the area of praise and worship. But, you know, that's kind of like someone saying, okay, I want you to teach in church, and your subject is Jesus. It's like it covers a a very wide sphere of everything. And it's like the subject is praise and worship. And it's like, wow, that can go so many, so many different ways. And I don't want to just, we are not going to just talk about, you know, facts and figures and definitions and the scripture, though I'll give you those things. I, I want something that gives you something to do. You know, gives you something to do. So before I get going, which I can see I already am, uh, we're going to pray. Father, we do. We just thank you today. And Holy Spirit, I just ask for your anointing on their ears. That no matter how it comes out my mouth, they will hear what you want them to hear. Because God, we just love the fact how you do that. I love how you speak to us. I, I love the fact that your word is so alive and so multifaceted that we are just all fed and all uplifted. So I just give you this time and ask for your leading and your guidance in Jesus' name. Now, let me ask Annie, do we have that picture of John? Oh, okay, okay. Maybe at some point, John, John is up visiting his brother Bob in Montana. And his brother Bob is the one that got him into motorcycles very many years ago. So he sent a picture that he had found of him as like a three-year-old sitting on his brother's motorcycle tank. And um, he has such memories of that. And anyway, so he had sent that picture. So if we get it, I thought we'd share, you know, but other than that. But anyway, so happy Father's Day. And just all of us are so grateful for the role of mothers and fathers. And we all can see in our nation <laughs> the problems that we have. There we go. Do we have it? Yay. Yeah. And actually, that's his little friend behind him, but that's John in front. And that's Brother Bob. And I'll kid you, that, that picture of Bob looks a lot like a picture of John as a teenager, too. But anyway, so he became enamored with motorcycles at that age. And so he is up there now bringing back another motorcycle. <laughs> this is a 58, you know, BMW. So it's an old, you know, cool-looking thing. But anyway, his brother gave it to him. And uh, so it's doubly special. So anyway, we're, we're glad they're up there having a good time. But we have better time here. So anyway, um, fathers do, do so much. And if you're going to be a father, you know, there again, we know we've never, we, none of us had a perfect father. You know, and some people have had absolutely horrible fathers and some people have had absent fathers. And because of that, they have a hard time relating to Father God. You know, because we think Father, and you have this image, and Father God isn't like that. When we are born again, we enter a new kingdom. 
when we are born again, we are no longer of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of it. We changed locations. We changed cultures. We changed fathers. My brother once, who's not walking with God, had said, why does God want praise so much? Is he an egomaniac? You know, praise me, praise me, praise me. <laughs> and I was a young believer. I'm like, I know that's wrong, but what do I say? You know, and, and just in my heart, God just, you know, Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in your heart in abundance is going to come out your mouth. And when we know our God, we're going to be thankful. And we're going to, it's going to come out our mouth. We're going to be excited about it. You know, when we know him, the more we know him, the more it's going to come out our mouth. And it's like, it's just normal. All of creation praises God. Let me read. Um, I have a couple of these scriptures. Yeah, Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them play, praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. We were created to praise God. We are part of God's creation. That's just part of who we are. And we get born again again. We're reconnected with who we really are. And when the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you at the point of being born again, he's your coach, he's your guide. And, and all of a sudden, you are awakened again to the ability and the, and the need to praise God. And then he also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. He fixed their bounds which cannot be passed over. And, and um, praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters in all deeps. You lightning, hail, fog, and frost. You stormy wind fulfilling his orders. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. I can just see, you know, when you're writing this down, you're anointed. Oh, and then there's this, and there's this, and there's this. Oh, and the worms, the worms need to praise God. <laughs> Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers and judges, all the big guys, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise and exalt the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted and supreme. His glory and majesty are above earth and heaven. He has lifted up a horn for his people at strength, giving them power, prosperity, dignity, and preeminence, a song of praise for all his godly ones. That's us. We have a song of praise for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to do... The, the whole title of this is Yet Will I Praise Him. But we're actually kind of not going to get to that till the second half. We're going to do a review. Because <laughs> you know, it's been two years since I taught this. So we're going to be, <laughs> be doing a little review of, of praise and worship and what it is. And, and why it's so important. And, and part of the reason, there again, we came from a dysfunctional family. We came from our father is a liar and a murderer. And, you know, the God of this world was the kingdom and the father we were living in before we became born again. So it's like, it's like kids that we know to do things are not at all the way it's done in the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's, we are now in a new culture. When you go visit someplace, like say I, I go to Mexico, 
I visit it, and I enjoy it, and I see the different things, and I can even marvel at it and, and go like, wow, that's weird, you know, or, or something, or that's great, wow, how neat. But when I move there, and I become a citizen, and I am, then, I, then it's different. I embrace it. I want to learn that culture. I want to learn that language. I'm not just visiting anymore. I'm a, I want to be a part of it. It's who I am. You know, it's like when someone comes down, you know, it's like, oh, I, I'll say, oh, no, I'm a Mexican. You know, I know I wasn't born here, but I am now, you know. When, when we come to the United States, I'm an American. I may not have been born here, but I am now, and you're a citizen. Well, we are citizens of heaven. So it's like, there's a new language in heaven. There's new culture in heaven. So part of praise and worship, the big deal with it, is the fact that the way we've thought to do things or have even been raised to do things is not the way we see it in the culture in heaven. <laughs> you know, that that's, so we want to learn, okay, God, what do you have to say about thanksgiving, praise, and worship? And why is it so important? And a big part of why it's so important is because we're created in his image. And so we're created that out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth is going to speak. We are created to recognize when we see how awesome God is, we're going we're gonna to do something about it. So I want to go through quickly what um, some of the things that it says about it. And, and also I just kind of want to say too, why do you come to church? Part of the reason, a big reason we come to church is because we have a lot of stuff to learn. You know, this is a new culture. It's a new place, a new relationship. So we come to church because we're disciples of Christ. You guys, are you guys a little hot? Are you, is it a little warm in here? Let's open the windows more and maybe even open those back doors and turn the overhead fans up higher so we get a little more fan going there. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, just, no, there's plenty of cool air out there. There's no need to be warm, okay? So, so anyway, there, 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 we want to learn these different things. Well, one of the... Um, Let's see, let me just read this one because uh, I love this scripture. If I have it. I put all this stuff down because it takes me too long to whip through on my Bible. There I have it. Okay, in Revelations, I just like this picture. It's talking about what, what it sounds like in heaven. So Revelations 4, 8 through 11. And this is talking about before the throne of God. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they are created and have their being. And others in the books of Revelations, it talks about, and it was like the roar of many rushing waters. You know, it's like Niagara Falls. It's just the sound of all the thousands upon ten thousands of people praising and worshiping God. And all throughout the scriptures, worship, let me speak, praise is loud. You know, let's break it down. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Basically, today we're going to talk about praise. But, um, but worship, we worship God. We, that's kind of a general thing. And let me just give you a couple little definitions. So, where did I hide the definitions? There it is. 
Um, so the definition of praise is praise is adoration of God that is vocal, audible, or visible. Or any one of these are all at the same time. Basically, think of it this way. Praise, you're going to see it or hear it. Someone's not going to be saying, well, I'm praising God in my heart. It's not praise if it's not audible or said. It's not, not like, well, I'm saying thank you for that roast beef mom in my heart, so it's praise. No, you're being thankful, but you're not praising until it comes out in some way. So you're going to see it. You're, you're going to see it in dance. You're going to see it in raised hands, which we'll see a little bit of what that is. You're going to see it. You're going to hear it from the mouth. And also remember, remember that worship and praise comes from the heart through the vocal cords and mouth. You can be having stuff coming out of your mouth, but unless there's a heart thing, it's not really worship to God. It becomes worship when we, when we mean it, you know. And and when think of this, it's not it becomes worship when we mean it. Doesn't become necessarily worship when you feel it. I think some of our our very best times of worship and praise unto God are those times when we don't feel it. We feel horrible. We feel sad. We feel depressed. We feel angry. Yet, well, I praise you. I choose to praise God because I know he's worthy and I know who he is. So it's a choice I make. You know, I, cho I, I choose not to just sit on my hands and stand there and not enter in because I dare you to make me worship God. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, we choose we choose that we will lift our hands. We choose that we will kneel. We choose that we will sing. And in saying that, worship, worship means, in the New Testament, means to kiss towards. It's, it's an intimacy. It's a face-to-face. -face. In the Old Testament, a lot, the words for worship are, mean a bowing down. It's barach, and it means to bow down, to do obeisance to. You're like, you are worthy, Lord God. You know, it's a bowing down. It's a humility. And remember what it says in the Bible with it. You know, we bow ourselves down, God lifts us up. You know, we, we bow down to bless the Lord, but we receive a blessing from him. But worship, worship happens on the inside between you and God. It can come out your mouth, but worship, you can just be standing there like this. And someone can't tell that you're inside, you're going, God, you are so awesome. God, you are incredible. Thank you so much on your, in your heart. You know, worship can be not seen. But honestly, it will be seen, you know, because it's like when, when you have those moments and like we'll all frequently be doing during praise and worship and I'm praising God, you know, and, and this is, let's, let's just look at real quick, I'll Psalm 100. Let's run to that. Psalm 100, verse one through four. I think I'll use my real Bible here. And because we come to church to, to learn, I really encourage you, always take something to take some notes with, whether it's your phone and, or a piece of paper. You will not remember the great things that the Holy Spirit tells you and points out to you during the service unless you write it down. You'll think you'll remember it. You'll forget it. Or if you remember it for a day or two, forget it. But if you can look back over what you had heard and meditate on it, 
there again, it's that, that seed that falls on the, on the top of the ground. It's as we meditate that it goes deep in your heart and it changes things. So I encourage you, get in the habit. In fact, it was weird today to not get my notebook out. I mean, I always have my notebook. You know, it, get in the habit of writing things down. And not necessarily everything that the, you know, the pastor says or the speaker says, but I like to write down the scripture references so that during the week I can go back over them. I like to write those points, and that's where I love it when they have slides and you can do the points and stuff, so that's great. But I mainly like it when something stands out to me, when it's just some phrase, some one-liner. We always talk about how much we get out of Bill Johnson. Well, it's mainly his one-liners. It's this thing that, wow, it strikes your thinking. So you want to be able to write that down because remember, it's like, in fact, say this, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am a student I am a learner. In Jesus' name, amen. And what does amen mean? So be it, let it be, it is so. I always think of Star Trek, make it so, you know, I mean, kind of. But anyway, it's like, yes, this is right. So it's like, anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off. <laughs> but anyway, so we're students, so write these things down because God will speak to you. And, and, and I love, 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 love the fact that when you come to a church service and you say, God, I'm receiving something from you today, it doesn't matter where it comes from. You're going to receive something from him. And, and honestly, you know, we have, John is fabulous, anointed, listens to the Holy Spirit, great teacher, and we get good stuff all the time. And it's like there is so much available for you that you will need in the next week, that you will need in the next day, that you need to be filled up with. And that's where, coming, segueing back to praise and worship, it talks about in God's presence, there's times of refreshing. You know, it's times of refreshing. And we need to be refreshed. We need to be filled up. Um, I was just thinking when I was pumping gas, uh, you know, it's like how many of you... Now, I have to get gas once a week, you know, because we don't like to get the, t the tank down low. So it's like, I'll, I'll just get gas once a, once a week. And after, after I pump, I'm, I'm taking that time, and on purpose, I'm filling, filling the gas tank. Then the rest of the week, I'm driving, and I'm, I'm not filling the gas tank, but it's using. But because I filled the gas tank at a certain time, I have fuel. You know, how many of you had the experience where you didn't fill the gas tank and you wish you did? <laughs> you, know, you, run, you run out and you run dry. It's a pain in the neck. It's a, it's a problem. You know, it's like you got to fill a gas tank. Well, we need to fill our gas tanks. And we are all filling our gas tanks. We are filling, you know, if you think of your heart, you know, your, your soul. And, the, and how it talks in Proverbs 4 tells to be careful what you hear. You know, <laughs> be careful what you hear. Be careful what you're putting in there. Because if, you, if you're putting in fear, if you're putting in um, uh, hopelessness, if you're putting in worry, if, it's, it's going to be coming out of you all week. When you talk to people, fear, worry is going to be coming out of you. Anger, um, all these different things. What are you putting in? And so how do we put things in? We meditate on them. We think of them. We come to church and we fill our gas tanks with good things. We fill ourselves with the fact of the word of God. We fill ourselves in the time of praise and worship with his presence. 
and then we're changed, and we have something to run off of. You know, so it's like, think of, what am I putting in my heart? You know, and, and, and we have to put in the good stuff on purpose because we are de- getting plenty of the bad stuff all the time. All the time. And we, we live in a hurting world and they need help. And so we need, we need to be topped off so we can, we, can, we can stand against the junk. You know, because there again, remember, people aren't our problem. It's the spiritual realm behind it that is the problem that we're seeing with a lot of stuff. So you need to receive it. So we are wanting to fill up. We want to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It tells us in Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, not our might. Okay, so anyway, um, Psalm 100. And this says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. I'm going to read the whole Psalms, just five. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know, perceive and recognize and understand with approval that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. Isn't that, you know, we don't have to carry the weight of things. He made us. He is our God. He doesn't expect us to do things on our our own. He expects us to do things with him, you know, in partnership with him. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and with a thank offering and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Bless and affectionately praise his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. So it's like, it's really this protocol when you want to come, whether it's in your personal time or coming into church. And I really encourage you on the way to church, try to spend a little time praising God. You know, or even if it's just putting on the, the CD or tape, even if it's just five minutes, get your focus on him. And, you know, it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Well, the reason that's important is thanksgiving involves remembering. You have to think about, oh, what God did. You know, thanksgiving, well, okay, Lord, I'm thankful for this. Oh, yeah, and then there was that. And oh, yeah, and then you, yeah, there was this. You know, so thanksgiving involves remembering. And that's where I encourage you every morning when you wake up, start out, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And you just start remembering who he is. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you that I can breathe air. Thank you that I can stand up and get out of bed. You know, thank you no matter what position you're at, there's someone who has it worse. There's, they are, no matter how unhappy you may be about something, there are other people that they'd say, I'd give everything to be in that position, you know, because I can get out of that position, you know, and that's the truth is we can, we can, we can rise. We can do all things in, in Jesus Christ. We, can, we have a glorious future in him, but it's in him. You know? So anyway, so enter his gates with thanksgiving. So you begin by being thankful. Well, then the, uh, the, next natu- the thing that naturally happens as you're thanksgiving, it starts to come out your mouth because you've kind of filled your heart with it. So it's like, wow, well, Lord, I praise you for this. I thank you for this. And, and so then you start thanking God and praising him, and declaring his goodness. And then, then usually at that point, when you're doing that, all of a sudden they're just, you become aware of his presence. You know, you have that encounter moment. And that's such a sweet spot. You, can, you get addicted to, I want that sweet spot. 
And it, when, you, when you get there, that's where usually I'll just, I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, it's always the next thing. I'm just so sorry. I'm sorry I haven't spent more time with you. I'm sorry this or that. There's that repentance that comes. And it's not condemnation. And don't mistake it for condemnation. Don't condemn yourself. But it's that, that awareness of, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me, you know. And we love that as New Testament Christians. All we have to do is say, forgive me. And he does. And we're restored into fellowship. We're always his sons and daughters when we come to him. But he restores us in that fellowship. And Lord, I just worship you. And you do, you get to where you just want to sit at his feet. You just want to soak in that presence. You, and what you're doing, you're delighting yourself in the Lord. You know, Psalm 34 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. When we delight ourselves in him, our desires change. When we delight ourselves in him, we want what he wants. We want to please him. We want to fulfill the destiny he has for us. We want to reach out to other people like he needs us to. He needs you. He cannot do through someone else exactly what he can do through you. He'll get it done overall. That's the sovereignty of God. We get to choose if we get to be a part of it or not. And, and we are all too weak. We are all too stupid. <laughs> we are all unable to do it on our own. He always calls us to more than we can do because he did. He's doing it with us. The power of the Holy Spirit in us and he is going to give us the wisdom we need and the direction we need. You know, God is awesome. God is awesome. So anyway, praise and worship. Praise and worship. I was just, just kind of praise, worship, blah, blah, blah. Thanksgiving's in there. That is a huge, huge tool. Because remember that our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This is in Ephesians 6. Mighty to God. Well, what are, the, what are the weapons? His name, the name of Jesus. He gave us that authority. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus set us free. The blood of Jesus, the, on Passover, the blood of Jesus, the death angel passed over, the blood of Jesus is everything. You know, <clears throat> the word, the name, the blood, the Holy Spirit. Wow, the fact that we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us is incredible. We need to turn in tune into him. When we were just had that so often, and just <clears throat> give you a, a, just a heads up, whenever we have those times in worship when we're just kind of going in things, try, you know, flowing, what we call open worship, okay, where we're, we're just continuing to play the chords, play the music. There's that river flowing, you know, get in the river. Don't stop and look at the river, <laughs> you know, you know, just stop. Get in the river. We're not we're not just playing until we go to the next song. You know, we're playing, we're staying there until it feels like we need to leave. The more is happening, the more you are pulling, the longer we'll stay, usually. We'll stay in that sweet spot. Honestly, that sweet spot, to me, that's, that's the whole meaning of praise and worship. We don't sing another song that is written doesn't matter because we are able to enter into singing spiritual songs, singing, singing thank you. You know, just thank you, Jesus, from your heart to him is beautiful. It's beautiful. 
And sometimes we think, well, thank you, Jesus. Everyone says that. That's nothing. Really? <laughs> you know, really? It's something. God, I need you. Or just say, Jesus, Jesus, just the name of Jesus. Just lift. I've seen incredible things happen. Just as a congregation, we just start Jesus. Jesus, you know, just saying the name of Jesus and the presence that comes in is incredible. Remember, the angels are also inhabitants of heaven, you know, and they are part of the culture of heaven. The angels are tremendous worshipers. The angels love the presence of worship. Each one of us has a guardian angel. Make your angel very happy today and enter into praise and worship. And they will love it. And you'll sense their presence. You know, more, some people see them all the time. I don't. I had one angel encounter, but it was something that was done. And, and I won't, I'll, it'll get us off track. I won't go there. But, um, but the presence of, of just the angel voices and singing with us. When we enter into praise and worship, that's something. It's not going to change much. It really isn't going to change at all between what we do here in heaven and what we do in heaven when we're doing it with all our heart, you know, because it doesn't change. That's why really there's not a whole lot said in the New Testament in references to, to worship and praise. There was really nothing new, nothing new that came out. It, David had already brought in the new form of, of worshiping God with voices and instruments and, and everything. He, he created instruments just for worship, you know, that had never been done before. And David is the one who messed up so badly, but that God said as a man after his own heart and who led the nation and who the line through Jesus Christ came through his line. So, I mean, it's just incredible. But anyway, so, so we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, thankful unto him, and we bless his name. Well, that's kind of a pattern. When you're having your time in the morning and um, you want to get into God's presence, you, you seldom, you know, if, if we come in here and we just start into a deep worship song, you know, nine-tenths of you, it's like, what are we doing now? Are we done yet? You know, it's just, it, it, it takes a while to get there. And it is a process. And it's, worship is not more valuable than the Thanksgiving. It's just different. You know, it's all part of it. But, you know, because we're human, it really does kind of work a certain way. You know, there's, so yes, and, and so think of it as you got to focus on God first. And you got to, so you're, you're getting your eyes on what you've done. So that's where remembering and being thankful. Then you're moving on. You start praising him and then you get in his presence. And then I just say, stay there as long as you can. Just, and then you'll kind of feel a release and okay, we're gone. We're, we're, we're done. And, but you're, you'll, you'll realize you're filled up. You're topped off. That refreshing came from the times of God's presence, refreshing came. You'll, that is the time when you, you'll hear, you'll be learning more and more on hearing his voice, how you hear his voice, the impressions that you feel. You know, it's like this picture I got on the inside of me, I know that wasn't me, so that was God, you know, speaking on this thing. So it's like times of praise and worship will help you learn how to hear God's voice. And it will change your life. It will change your life. But anyway, um, uh, go ahead, Annie, put up the slide. So I just, this is, this is just quick, quick review on this. 
in, in the Old Testament, there's seven Hebrew words that, they, that are the premier words for, for praise and worship and why we do what we do. Because I want you to know, why do, we do, why do we raise our hands? Why do we stand? Why do we kneel? Why do we shout? Why do we clap? Why do we dance? Is that biblical? You know, is that right? And the reason is, when, when you're reading your Bible and it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, well, sometimes it's Tehillah, sometimes it's Hillel, sometimes it's Zamar. You know, there's all these different words that give you a bigger picture of what it is. And that first one, Hillel, is used over a hundred times. And most of the time when you see, like, like when we read Psalm 150 at the beginning, praise the Lord, that's Hillel the Lord. So Hillel the Lord. So that means to laud, to rave, to boast, to celebrate, to brag on. So brag on God is what I'm saying. Brag on God. To make a show even to the point of looking foolish. Yeah, you know, and it is, you can, and anyway, yeah, so Hallel. So that's one of, the, one of the ones we see the most. Then the other one that we see with that is Hallelujah. And basically that's two words, it's transliter- transliterated, so Hallel, Yah. So it's, Yah is, is shortened for Yahweh, for God. So it's like, okay, rave, boast, celebrate, brag on, make a sh- show over, even to the point of looking foolish, God. So it turns into a command, hallelujah. And, and so when we're singing songs, it's like hallelujah. It's kind of shorthand for we are, brave, we are declaring God's incredible. We are boasting on him. We are being over the top because hallelujah, because God is worthy. It's, it's command. He goes, hallelujah. Praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. It gets you back in a right perspective. You begin to see, okay, God's big. I'm not. Then, then the other one is yada, or yada, to worship with extended hands, to throw out the hands. And this is used a lot. Its essential meaning is an act of acknowledging what is right about God in praise and thanksgiving. It's always linked with, um, with thanksgiving too. And it says it is often linked with the word halal in a hymnic liturgy of thanking and praising. So when we're thanking and praising, a lot of times we're going to throw out the hands. We're going to raise up the hands. And it's just this opening of our heart and stuff to God. It's a declaring who he is. And, and that one is, you know, it's, yeah, we use that one a lot. And also a yada is toda. And this is more, most often translated thanksgiving. But there again, it's extending the hands. So there's just some a big thing about extending the hands. Yeah, come here, you know. <laughs> oh, what do we need? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's because they're different. Let me keep going down. I, I got off track for her. Barak, that's that one that means to bless, to declare God as the origin of power for success, prosperity, and fertility. Barak, that's that one for worship, really. To bless the Lord, O oh my soul. To, to bow down, to declare God as the origin of power for success. Just think of that. You know, your time, your time of worship, you get down, God, I recognize and I declare you are the source of my success. You are the source of all success. You are the source of all power. If I'm not seeing the success I want, I know who to go to. It's you. He is the origin of all success. You want success? You go to him. Part of getting that success, maybe him saying, okay, well, let's address this issue. Let's do this. There's going to be change as we become like him. Okay, then um, Tehillah, 
This is another one that is used over 50 times, and it means to sing or laud, often means the singing of hallels. So, Tehillah. It's most of them where we sing unto the Lord. You know, sing unto the Lord, all you nations. Tehillah unto the Lord. So, sing unto the Lord. So, we have sing unto the Lord. Then, Zamar, to pluck the strings of an instrument to praise with the song, over 40 times. And Zamar, what I love about that, and with, with the worship team, with, um, there's, there's always been, with good musicians, and if we're listening to it, just when they go in the instrumental thing, just that flow of music, called, you know, or they're jamming, and they're just playing, there's a great synergy and feel with that, just that, just the harmonies and stuff that happen, the things that come out. When you add the Holy Spirit to that, then it's no longer just, just playing music that's cool. All of a sudden, you know, music is a language. And you get anointed musicians playing and they start playing something. It is basically equivalent of when someone gives a message in tongues and then there's an interpretation. The tongues is not in English, but it's a word from God. I have, I have been in many times where the thing that they played was, could be interpreted as having said this. And that's where, honestly where a lot of great songs come from was in playing it out, then this came up by the Holy Spirit. And basically it's an interpretation of what they were playing. So zamaring unto the Lord, pretty cool, you know, and pretty, pretty awesome to do that. Um, and then Shabbat, to command, address in a loud tone, to shout. So shouting in church is allowed. <laughs> and in fact, it's encouraged. And sometimes when you are being oppressed by the enemy, by the devil, you need to lift up a shout. And just like when the walls of Jericho came down, lift up a shout. And you, when there's a difference between thinking your, your prayers and speaking your prayers, singing your prayers, shouting your prayers. Singing and shouting together, really good. Jamie can do that easily. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, let's see, there was one. Let me make sure I didn't go by this. Let's just really quick, did I put it up here? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Let's, let's look real quick at this song um, that we did this morning. Just this talk about it. And there again, when you're in praise and worship here, I want you to think about what you're singing. And if there's something up there that you don't feel like you can sing, well, there, there won't be because we won't sing those kind of songs, <laughs> okay? So forget that. You'll need to, to come talk to me and we'll talk about some doctrine and you'll say, oh yeah, I can agree with that after all. Um, but anyway, um, when, you're, when we're singing praise, we're, we're singing our prayers. You know, when you're singing our prayers, it means something. Something comes out of your mouth it means something. And you put, you put faith with it. And you are, you're going to silence the enemy. Um, so verse 1 of the song says, Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Jesus in Matthew 21, 16, and I did write that down, but let me just quick go to this. Matthew 21, 16. In 
And Jesus replied to them, Yes, have you never read out of the mouths of children and infants you have made provided perfect praise? Well, what's interesting is the scripture he was quoting was Psalm 8.2, and it's slightly different. Let's say I do have it down here, so let me look at this. Out of the mouths of babes and unweaned infants, you have established strength because of your foes, that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. Okay, out of the mouths of babed and unweaned infants, you have established strength. So out of the people who, who have no strength in and of themselves, who have no ability to do anything on their own, God established strength because of your foes, that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. Well, Jesus translated that word strength as praise. You know, haven't you read that out of the mouths of babes and infants that you have established praise? You know, so, um, yeah, there it is. Out of the mouths of babes and unweaned infants you have made provided perfect praise. So it's like when we praise God, we are tapping into strength. You need some strength? You need to praise God. You need to have some things change? You need to praise God. When you are, when you are feeling really under it, <laughs> you need to praise God because your words matter. Because there again, faith does arise as we sing and worship God because we're seeing him correctly, okay? So um, let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let, let it rise, let praise arise. If you're anxious, if you're fearful, Start singing some praises to God. Start speaking some praises to God. And why does singing make a difference? It does. I don't know. There's just more power to it. When you think of how important music is in this world, when you think of advertising, when you think of going to the grocery store, I mean, you can't go into a business that doesn't have music going because it is important. You know, as creatures, as God's creation, music is a part of us. You know, and, and when you look at, you know, look at the birds and look at, you know, just listen, actually just, not even just birds, but just going out and just hearing all the sounds out there, the insects and this and that, it's pleasing. We're, we really respond to sounds. And it's just, I think it's part of the way we were created. Lucifer, before he fell, before he, be, he became the devil, it, it talks about him being created with timbrels and tabrets. That he had, basically, he was created with musical instruments in him and pipes in him. And the speculation is, and it's often taught, I don't know if you can say for sure, but that he was, hey, he's probably the worship leader in heaven because he was created with these musical instruments in his body. So it's like music is important. When you have, you know, looked at hooked on phonics or something, when you're trying to learn something, how many of you, can do the ABCs without hearing in your head, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, <laughs> you know? It's like, I have to go, uh, elemental, you know? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you hook something to music and you will learn it faster, you will remember it faster. There's something about music. There's something about, you know, the fact that God made so many voice, voices so beautiful, that God made sounds, and the fact that we like those. We're made in his image, so it's like, we're made in God's image. This is a fallen creation, but we're made in God's image. So music is a part of it. So when you are having a tough time with something, turn it into song. I remember one time, um, 
It was in the middle of the night. This was so, so many years so many years ago. But it was in the middle of the night, and I started, you know, started to get sick, started to get real painful. And I'd had this before. It was never good. You know, it was, it's like, oh, God, I'll have to go to the doctor. I won't be able to go to work. This is awful. And so just that fear of the pain really come at you. So, so I'm, you know, Pray, you know, sitting there in the living room and just just speaking to God and and praying, you know, and speaking out the word. And then I just felt like, you know, you got to sing, you know. So it's like, and this was, you know, I'm new in the Lord. So just praise the name of Jesus. Praise, you know, just pathetic, you know, just pathetic. But just praise the name of Jesus. <laughs> I feel so sorry for myself. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus, you know. And but I did that, I did that. And then, it, then it was like still didn't feel good. Went to bed. Back so woke up in the morning, totally, completely, a hundred percent well, totally. And it's like I knew, you know, that was one of those words God things. I know that I know that I know that singing that song is what brought the breakthrough. You know, singing that song what brought the breakthrough. So um, we sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. How many of you have literally been in a dark place and you start singing or claiming the name of Jesus, add it to song, you know, because all this stuff, you can, you can pray it, but you add singing it too. And it's, it's like the one-two punch. Rick Renner often talks about it. It's the lance of praise, you know. It's like you're getting that word out there and it does make a difference. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Everything that's in you, it's like God loves you where you are at. You don't need to get better. You don't need to do this or that, but just claim your victory because it's yours. His word is yours. You know, let it rise. Let praise arise. You know, don't be put down. And then the chorus is, we'll see you break down every wall. There again, referring to the Jericho but also every wall in your life. You know, all these things you've seen. If God has done it once, he will do it again. He's done it for others, he'll do it for you. He's not a respecter of persons. So it's like, sing your deliverance. Sing, you know, you have a problem with fear? Sing. Sing the word. Sing the name. You know, well, I don't know how to. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, you do. You know, you really do. Even just sing, you put the, put the words to a song that you know. Or just a little tune. We all, you know, you can do that. It's like, well, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, and honestly, if you can't carry a tune in the bucket, that's great. It's no problem because you can't tell if you're in pitch or not, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. You know, so, but praise him. It's just this adoration up unto God. And it will bring, it will silence the enemy. You know, fear is the opposite of faith. Faith will arise as you are looking at God, giving him praises, reminding yourself of who he is, speaking out what he says. I mean, faith is going to rise up with that. If you are feeling fear, um, combat it with starting to sing the word, you know, starting to sing what God says, starting to sing and just tell him, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Start singing, help. No, you know, but anyway, you can do that too, but just you can get it from him. And then it says, let faith be the song that overcomes the raging sea. Let faith be the song that calms the storm inside of me. 
let it rise, let faith arise. And this is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. And we want to sound here like it does in heaven. Okay. How many of you, here, here I have some spinach, I have some cucumber, and some squash. How many of you like to garden? How many of you wish you liked to garden? <laughs> I can't tell you how many years. Okay, this year, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to plant my seeds early and I'm going to get them started early. And this year, I'm going to have them. <laughs> and then my, you know, pretty soon, oh, dang, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Didn't do it. Well, the doer of the word is blessed. Okay? The doer of the word is blessed. And, and there again, it's not because when you do the word, God blesses you. It's that there's blessing in the doing of the word. You know? The doer of the garden planting is blessed. You know, the, if I plant, I will receive a seed, you know, a harvest. If I don't plant, I don't receive a harvest. That doesn't mean God's mad at me. It just means I didn't do it. You know, I didn't do it. And then the other thing that I've learned too, in fact, this year I, plant, I did get some seeds started early and they never germinated. They didn't come up. So then I got some others from another seed. Well, they did. Well, they're a little late. But anyway, it's like, okay, so the deal is here, spiritually speaking, keep planting. Keep planting. You know, if you love spinach, it goes for a while, then it dies out. Well, if you plant it then three weeks later and three weeks later, you're going to have a continual harvest. It'll come back to you on every wave. You know, cast your bread upon the water, it'll come back. Don't think because I planted once, it's done. <laughs> you know, because I've... Keep planting. So if you, have, if you have too many plants, you get to give some away. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> you know, it's like, but it, and then, so then, um, every year, I, I do, we have a great thing with spinach. So I have spinach, I'll let it all go to seed at the end. And then I just sprinkle those seeds over the whole bed uh, in the fall. So it comes up way earlier than I would ever get around to planting. So there's a lot of years, and the only thing I have in my garden is spinach because it's self-planted. You know? <laughs> but anyway, but once it starts to come up, if I don't water it, it will die. So it's like sometimes you're going to see things, it's like, okay, I, I'll just keep watering, I'll tend it, I'll be faithful over this ground, I'll be faithful over this, and you will get the reward of a harvest then. You know, so it's like, be a doer of the word and you get a reward of the harvest. When we, are, when we learn to be, you know, God says to, to come before him with singing and to clap our hands. You know, why does clapping our hands matter? It's the whole spirit, soul, and body thing. You know, we really do need to engage. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, you guys. I had no idea it was so late. Forget it. We're done. I did not get into anything. I cannot believe it. John's going to so, darn it. Darn it. I am so sorry. Anyway, let me just real quick put, put up the yet while I praise hymns, okay? I am so sorry. I had no clue. You can tell because I don't do this enough. Anyway, I want a quick look at, look at, at uh, Habakkuk 3, 17, 19. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the product, the olive fails and the fields yield no food, 
Though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places. Okay? Then the other one is, is Nebuchadnezzar, when he threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, and, and he comes before them, and they say, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he, and he let's see, is delivered, delivers from us, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. It's like God's able to deliver me, but even if he doesn't, I'm going to worship him. Even if he doesn't, I'm going to worship him. If, 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 everything goes, if, if everything goes bad with Habakkuk, yet I will rejoice in the Lord because he is worthy. And real quick, the, the thing that got me started on this was Dwayne Sheriff. Great teacher, but he was talking about one time when he got the call at night, the, sh- the church was burning down. And they went out there and the fire truck, everything was burning down. And I mean, it's just horrible, just this crushing despair. And, and he, so he said, wow, God, you have a big problem. You have a problem. Don't worry, I'm not going to quit on you. Don't worry, I will stick with you in this. You have a big problem, and I won't leave you. I will not forsake you, God. I'll stick with you. I will continue. How many people have you seen it when they're great followers of God, when something bad happens? Well, God didn't do this, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you leave. He needs us to believe him. He needs us to be faithful and follow after him. Commit in your heart that I'm not going to leave you, God. Things go good, fabulous. Things go bad, I'm not going to leave you. I'm committed. Yet will I praise you. Yet will I rejoice in you. Okay? Sorry. Five minutes. Sorry. Father, we just thank you for this. Real, well, not scripture. Second <laughs> Corinthians 3, 16, 18, the message. Whenever, though, they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there they are, face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God. Our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Just say that after me. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Father, we thank you for this. And Lord, I pray that something touched people's hearts. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm so sorry I lost track of time. (laughs) All right. You guys, isn't it good being together, though? I mean, it's just great. I really do miss our fellowship time hugely. Not just because there's always great snacks. <laughs> you know? But anyway, so we are supposed to leave out of the side doors there. And um, anything else I'm forgetting? No, Jesus is the Lord over the Guinness Basin in the world.
Thank you. Yeah, I remembered it right before. On the count of three. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunson Basin and the world. Amen. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.